Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello everybody, welcome back to Private Education, the Smart Sex and Relationships podcast. I'm Ashlyn Keenan and my guest today, to get straight in, is Miss Jo Linehan. Hello Jo. Hello Ashlyn. Jo is the co-founder of Gaff Interiors, which is a deadly website and Instagram page that's all about like accessible interiors, am I right? Totally. Because like... You know, it's all well and good to look at our architectural digest and be like, oh, I can't afford that five grand coffee table. But Joe will find you one that's like 50 euro that looks just as nice. 100% that you can feel okay about buying. That's the Totally gist. affordable, accessible interiors. That's correct. I love it. And I get lots of inspiration there from my, my gaff. Um, she also is the host of the Futurist podcast, which is about sustainability in all its forms. I, like it initially started out as kind of fashion-y stuff, but now it's gone into like, general sustainability beauty lifestyle everything like um, sustainable everything totally. and so if you just search the futurist like you'll, you'll, find, you'll it. find it you'll find it there it's where it's all you know that line that people say everywhere you get your say podcast it. yeah <laughs> i love it i love that line <laughs> it's a good line <laughs> okay so joe is with me today and we're going to talk about it. so um i it's, this isn't quite an agony ant episode but it is going to be based around a message I got from a listener. So I'm going to keep it anonymous as I always do. And I've left out some key details because she goes into great detail about this issue. That Like great, like the message was, I'm making, I'm making our movements to indicate how long the message was. It was a long message. Great or graphic or both? Um, Somewhat graphic. There, there's, there's info. Okay, look, I'll get into just it. Get it. Yeah, and I'll, I'll just tell go. you where, where I'm leaving gaps. Um, juicy gaps so basically this lady has messaged me and she is in a relationship with her manager in her job and I won't say what industry she works in I won't say any of that but she does give great detail as to she I think it was really important for her to tell me to explain to me that that the person that she's having sex with is her superior in work and in the work context and that she is on a team with several other people all of whom are her equals so I'll read the I'll read the question. So dear private education, I'm in a relationship with my manager at work. At first it was just sex, then it got more serious. When at the start, the girls at work thought it was great. And like, you know, can you imagine if someone at work, I, oh you my know, God, I've, I've been in offices where there's an affair, hap- not an affair, but like a, an office a romance tryst. happening. Yes. And yeah. everyone's, everyone's like, because it brightens up the bloody work oh my day, God. doesn't it? something to talk about. Let's oh be my God, honest. It's so juicy and everyone's like, oh my God, so what happened? So basically what she says is at the start, all of her colleagues were real excited and they were like, oh my God, you're having sex with the boss. This is so, this is the most exciting thing to ever happen. But then it went beyond sex and has started getting more serious and it's been going on for six months now. And what's happening is two things. 
Her colleagues are now starting to treat her differently because they think she's getting favourable treatment from the boss, right? So her colleagues are all getting a bit pissy with her and they're turning their back on her and they're like bitching about her behind her back. At the same time as that's going on, she is now saying that the boss is starting to get cold feet and kind of back away a bit and she's feeling rejected and feeling just a bit left behind. And she's like, what do I do? She's like, at the end of the message, which kind of broke my heart, she said, I think I'm in love with him. (gasps) No. He's not, he, thankfully, he's not in any other relationship. I was just about to ask. Everyone no, is single. Everyone is above single. Board. Okay, well, that's a good that's, start. That's, that's all great. above board. Because I think if we're going to be talking about relationships in the workplace, the number one thing, I think you'll agree, don't cheat on anybody. I know. Like, don't be the other woman. And I would feel or the like other most, man. yeah, and I would, first, when you said it to me, I mm. would assume that any kind of work-related affair or tryst like this, mm. it is a cheating situation because you're working in close proximity to people it's not totally common that like you you hear about people meeting people through work yes. so i would have, so that's great news everyone's single that that's one box ticked that's that that was a relief for me because in i've been in that situation before not my i haven't personally been in in a that in a relationship with someone at work but um i've witnessed relationships at work and sometimes they have involved infidelity on one part or the other or both actually and that made it really really like straight away everyone in the office was like well that's a no-go not area. okay so yeah this is my question to you I was like wow if she felt like she was able to share this information with her colleagues she must be quite close to them yeah and obviously the fact that she's single probably adds to it she didn't feel like she was doing anything, anything wrong really really yeah. wrong yeah and I think at the start like you know if you're if you're you're single and you're having sex with your boss who's single that's like that's kind of badass it really is do you know what I mean so her her colleagues yeah it's (laughs) It's it's, a pirate thing it's definitely like a porn film like it's it's thousands of porn so like but at the start like I can understand how if I was her colleague I'd be like oh my god give me the juice show me the messages I want to see whatsapps I want to see evidence that you're having sex with our boss and it'd all be gas but now that it's gotten on and it's gotten more serious she says that her colleagues are treating her differently. What do so you make like, of that? I, I want to know what she means by more serious because obviously it sounds like it started and it was like a fling yeah. in work or whatever. Yeah. So does she mean serious as in like they're going for dinner afterwards or they're texting all the time? I wonder what she means by by serious yeah. in that situation. I feel like maybe it's just feelings have entered the... Well, you know, I don't oh, know about God. the logistics of it, as in whether it's they're dating now or whether they've agreed to be boyfriend and girlfriend or what is it. But I just feel like there might be feelings involved. I just, it is just like always in your mind having these situations. It just it feels like so hot and like so sexy. Yeah. And then your feelings come in. I don't know anyone who's gotten into a situation no. <laughs> which was sex only and ended up being sex only. That is such a rare, rare occurrence. Someone's going to grow feelings. That is true. And you'd think... Normally, it's no okay. I love we love a sweeping generalization on private education, oh, and I would say generally, if the movies are anything to 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 go by, it's the woman that catches feelings. Am I right? Absolutely. In a considering a, a heterosexual relationship, it's the, the gal and the guy is like, no, I'm fine. I'm just having the ride, and the girl is like, yes, but I love you. And in actual fact, like I'm trying to think because that ha- happened to me once where the other person caught feelings. Now, okay, let's talk about this. This is okay because you're you're obviously the boss in the situation. Then I wasn't the boss. We weren't working together, but I was terrified of the feelings, and I had to back away slowly because what happened was 
it was a very casual thing from from my perspective. I was single and I was just looking for like the crack, you know, which this man could be. This manager could Sounds be. Sounds like it. Right. And what happened was we were like in communication for a while. Then we had one night where we were together. Right. Then after that, I hope my husband doesn't done listen to this episode because he will just Sorry, hate dear. this. He will just hate this. And he always pulls me up on things. He's always like, no. Yeah, he does. He's always like, and who was that that you were talking about? And I'm like, oh, no. Actually, anyway, how do you do this? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. Stop listening now, husband. <laughs> but anyway, we were together for just one night. And then the next day, literally the next day, I was heading off and he was like, oh, I didn't think this would happen. And I was like, what? You didn't think what would happen? And he's like, oh, I, I didn't think I'd feel this way. And I was like, stage five clinger. Alert. Like literally. Alert. There was, alert. <laughs> there was like, I literally was, I could, in my head, there was actual alarms going off. I was like, no. Um, luckily, the man was not completely insane and just accepted that I wasn't interested in taking any further. And that was the last time we ever spoke because I blocked him on WhatsApp. <laughs> but, you know, it does happen where somebody catches feelings and the other person, has it ever happened to you? Oh my God. Absolutely. And have you been so the, many times? Have you been the, <laughs> have you been the feeling catcher or the other party or both? I've been both. Okay. And as the feeling catcher, it's so hard because your brain is like, please don't do this. Your heart is like, please don't do this. Yeah. Be cool. Be the cool girl. Yeah. It just never works out that way. I I think it's really hard if you're having fun and you're doing something exciting with mm. someone and it's a little bit clandestine mm. and it feels good. I mean, it's very hard to not want more of that. And mm. that's where the feelings come from. It's really interesting that you say about blocking him on WhatsApp because <laughs> this guy doesn't have the option of blocking your follower. No, or, so she has to see it. They have to see each other every day. Yeah, every so, single day. Oh God, I, I feel for both of them because for him, I mean, he may have had like a me too moment where he's like, OK, I'm in a position of power. And if this goes south, yeah. am I going to lose my job? Let's talk about that, actually. So like the legalities of having sex with someone who's your direct report, like there has to be I mean it's not it's, it's not, not encouraged no <laughs> and I don't okay I'm not I don't think it's illegal but I definitely would say if there is any any relationships relations shall we say going mm. on in your workplace I would definitely have a quick gander at the handbook the employee handbook every kind of every small business a small to medium business will have one certainly every large business will have one it's a kind of a guideline of and this kind of sounds like based on the amount of people that she said are on her team this kind of sounds like it's a big enough business um and so i would advise anyone who's considering whether you're a man a woman whatever it is if you're considering having sex with someone in your workplace whether you're the manager or whether you're the person that's reporting to this person whatever it is have a glance at the the employee handbook because there's definitely going to be guidelines in there for what is allowed and what's frowned upon. 100%. And also, like, I think, well, just from my understanding, the kind of general thing is that if you have started, you need to tell the person who's really in charge. Like, it, there has yes. to be an openness about yeah, it. Okay. And I think a lot of companies, because, like, we're living in a world where there's lots of these big tech companies and... Like, that's the culture is that like they're drinking, they're socializing and everything and yeah. relationships are allowed, but yeah. you have to be upfront about them. I yes. think if there's any kind of secrecy, that's a real big no-no. And they're obviously in too deep for that yeah. because they've already gone. Yeah, yeah, they've gone way too. It's six months. Like, that's a yeah. long time. Long time. And 
I like I'm a, my my concern is now I don't know it didn't strike me as this but like imagine the person that you're having sex with is the top brass like the top top person in the company oh I can't like that who do you go to then choice. I don't know what do you do then do you go to HR and say There's hi no I'm, riding, I'm riding your boss as well as my <laughs> yeah. boss how are you going to deal with that how I know. Do you do, what do you do there and so many companies don't have HR no. that's my big thing in Ireland it's like yeah. oh, HR. there's no HR no like you're probably the closest thing to HR yeah so that's really complicated like and I do think in the era that we're in mm. any kind of power yeah. I mean obviously he has he has enjoyed it and he's mm-hmm. wanted to be in it but yeah. it can be seen as a kind of a, an abuse of power yeah totally and then he's like fuck and let's not forget like if if there was a if there was a person who felt like jilted or who who got you know who was in a relationship in the workplace and then the person that was their senior was like look I'm actually not feeling this anymore legitimately like not you know just like I'm actually not not into you anymore I'm I'm moving on or I'm in a new relationship or whatever it is and then they were like oh really and then they could you know there could be all sorts of oh my god moves made there to make the person look bad or, or worse so I think it's advisable to be completely upfront with someone in the business whether that's HR whether that's like the CEO whether that's even another colleague even 100% I don't know you're the accountant or the person you know somebody but just be completely transparent yeah somebody neutral just to get get the the record straight because you don't want to get yourself or the other person into a situation where they feel accused of something or you know something dodgy is going on but like like that you know there's a lot of companies where you spend what like you spend minimum eight hours a day five days a week at work right for most people absolutely and so, so many companies now it's way way more there's like overtime totally. late nights socializing and weekend socializing dues, yeah everything yeah and so there's bound to be relationships happening but the thing is to just if it's if it's with someone that's your senior if it's with your direct boss like if it's not with your direct boss but it's with someone senior tell your direct boss 100% you know that's probably somebody, the answer there yeah somebody definitely needs to know for her she's in such a difficult position mm. now because nobody and I've been in that position nobody wants to be the person when you're having this fun affair to be like oh we need to talk mm. it's such as you yeah, said like generalisation yeah, yeah. it's such a female it's put on women as like such a thing to do and like oh let's talk about it Yeah, but I think she kind of does need to say to him, look, this has been going on a while. Where are you at? Because if it's not going anywhere, she needs to know and end it. Yeah. If it is going to go somewhere and maybe he's just a bit freaked out, that's yeah. fine too. But then they need to go and talk to someone and be yeah. like, look, we've been seeing each other. This is what's this happening. This is getting serious. And yeah. yeah. But then the, and like, I mean, the taboo thing makes it like what I'm thinking yeah. is. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, go on. The vibe that I'm getting is that maybe for the first six months he thought like oh this is fantastic I'm like riding this hot girl from work and blah 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 and she's my junior and isn't that so hot and everything was a bit yeah like clandestine like you said because that I mean the taboo aspect multiplies the sexiness by infinity doesn't it it really does like and then the and minute everyone it has stops, those fantasies yeah yeah like everyone everyone has watched workplace porn <laughs> no i don't i don't mean i don't mean that you've watched porn in the workplace i mean <laughs> that you've watched you know you've seen a sexy film or you've seen something about like having sex with your boss or having sex with a colleague yeah, or whatever it's, it's this boundaries breaking rules thing i mm. mean who doesn't want to do that in their lifetime yeah. i think you're so right he probably loved that and but now that it's taking now form he, into yeah. like a regular relationship yeah. he's like oh this is boring yeah and now that like she's probably looking for a bit of pillow talk and looking for a bit of like because after six months of having sex with someone sorry for me after six minutes i'm like <laughs> hi yeah when are we getting married but <laughs> for like for, for for a lot of people male and female like if they if they're in a sexual relationship with someone for 
six months, they're going to be like kind of, you know, tapping their wrist going, where is this going and when, you know? 100%. So I completely understand that. But he, that might have made him see it differently. As in, he could have been in it for the lols for the six months and now he's like, oh, she actually wants this to go somewhere and that's terrifying. Yeah, the and reality of that, oh my God, the reality of that, he's like, okay, we work together, we're going to see each other every single day. That's yeah. a really intense relationship. Also, I mean, I don't know if he knows that all of her colleagues are in on this. No, I yeah. presume he doesn't. So then he's like, okay, I don't want my, like the people who I'm managing to see me yeah. differently. It's because really... That, that would undermine him as well, wouldn't it? That all of the people that he is, like they all know his sexual life like they all know what he's doing in, in the bedroom every waking moment which is oh my god if he knew that yeah oh my god it's terrifying terrifying but like I mean uh, have you ever been in an office without naming any names of course because we don't want to get sued <laughs> have you ever been in an office where someone has been like openly riding the boss because I have okay I have to say I have only ever worked in an office with women okay. so if it was happening <laughs> it was not to my knowledge but women and a couple of gay men so to, as far as I know no but I'm fascinated and I do have friends okay. who are working in different places and at the moment there are affairs now those people are the two that I know of they're both is like married so it's an affair within okay, an affair so right. not only is it a workplace thing but also they have partners so and like the feeling around it is so now obviously that has a different you it know, has that, diff- yeah because different there's infidelity yeah, yeah yeah but there's still as as she's talking about there is this thing of like special treatment you know them being their own kind of world it's a really tricky one but sorry you have to tell me who well you can't tell me who I can't tell you you can tell me after <laughs> what, what how did that unfold well literally it was just a case of it started out well okay so I've only heard this story from the girl's perspective bear in mind Right. Okay. And it was a heterosexual sexual relationship. So the girl started out by there was a work event on. I can't I, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm tempted to go specific, but I'll be giving away serious juice. There was a work event on and it was down the country and the girl had to text the boss a, like, you know, are you there yet? Are you at the place? Blah, blah, blah. Sure, this kind of thing. In. Yeah. Then there was a few drinks had at the work event and everyone was staying in the same hotel. And then there was a text of like sure chat you in the morning and then there was a good night and a, and a kiss you know like a, an ex like a kiss and then oh, wow. yeah and then for the second day so they were down there for a couple of days like this I'll, I'll say a conference I think that's safe enough that's good that's and broad. then the next day the texts were like uh, morning will I see you down for breakfast then throughout the day there was like a bit of like they were actually texting while they were at the conference across the room and oh, looking that's such a thing. and looking at each other. Like, how juicy is that? that like, is juicy. I'm, I'm jealous. Like, I'm actually jealous. Mm. And so they were escalating throughout the day, like sending each other flirty messages, all kind of like, like not like open. Like, what? Well, okay, it wasn't like, oh, you look so hot today. It was all just like winky face here, and you know, a lot can happen with emojis. Things can escalate very quickly. Those emojis are lethal. So those emojis are lethal. <laughs> So across the course of the day, anyway, things got um, just a bit a bit less professional, shall we say. Okay. And then they had the evening time meal with all their other colleagues and a few drinks were had. And then it was a case of, sure, will I walk you up to your room? And then they didn't even, they it's didn't even over. get to the room. And there was, there was smooching in the lift. There was smooching on the corridor. And it was all like, what if the lift was to open and one of our people we work with sees us? It was like, oh my God, I was dying to live it. But... Anyway, then they had the riot and that then, but then like a week later, everyone knew because of course, like the first thing you do is you share it with a colleague. And of course, the first thing that colleague does is shares it with their mate. And the first thing, you know what I mean? So things like that spread. And 
instantly. And did it end? Like, was that their one beautiful night at the conference? It ended really badly. Like, really, really badly. Which brings me on to... So basically, it ended really badly because he was like, I don't want anything to do... I think he got scared. He was like, I'm your boss. I... Okay, the, the person was the owner of the business. So I don't want to give you too many details. Okay. Away. And was there HR? No. No, there was not HR. Yet. No, there no wasn't. H- there's never HR. So I, because on private education, we love a poll. And I God, mean P O L L. And I don't mean anything else because <laughs> there's always questions. There's always, people are always like, how do you avoid all the sexual innu- innuendo? And I'm like, I just, you know, I have to, I have to embrace it. Okay, so I did some polls about workplace romances. Go so I'm going to give you some results. Go for it. So. On the question of have you ever had an office romance, 66% of people have said no, but 34%, that's a third, have said yes, which is a lot. That's a lot. Isn't it? I thought that was a lot. I was expecting, I was to be honest, I was expecting 50-50. Wow. The next one then, I said, if yes, how did it work out? 67% said very badly. Oh my God, I would, I would have totally, I, I would know have thought more actually. Yeah, oh, yeah, me same, too, actually. But, yeah. but how, yeah, it's, I just can't see how it can end well. No. Unless like, uh, I think the way it can end well is if you are not directly reporting to each other, like as in you're yes. not, you're not their boss, they're not your boss. You just meet in the office, you're both single, you have the ride and five years later, you bought a house and got married you know like that actually sorry I have a friend who is in that situation at the moment oh great yeah he works in a big company I totally forgot this he he met someone they work in completely different departments right they there are lots of lots of like activities and groups for the whole company okay and he joined a club she was part of the club they've been seeing each other a long time but I mean they work together but I mean it's completely it's separate. separate yeah but they okay. did tell a kind of a, a, a communal director that you know they had to sign some forms and say like you know did they yeah they had to sign forms mm. they that's had interesting to, yeah now I'm sure they do have HR but they had to go and like kind of do a, I guess kind of like a not a report but they had to they formally had to say, formally say yeah yeah the company wants to know they don't frown upon it right. at all but they just want to they be just, aware they just want to be aware because I suppose from a company's perspective if your employees are riding and then it all goes pear-shaped that's going to cause consternation in oh the, God, in the, the conflict. office. Of course, yeah. even as their groups, there's obviously going to be overlap 100%. And like they're not going to work well together anymore. And, you know, so I Mm-mm. suppose from a from a larger company's perspective, you would want to know something like that. It would be kind of essential. And the thing with that other, the, that other couple of people that I was talking about there, the company wasn't on the scale of, say, like a Facebook or a Google. Like it wasn't a big, massive company where there was department after department after department. They kind of had to work I think the company had maybe 60 employees. See, that's where it's and that's, really hard. Yeah, and, and it did it did become very difficult. It did become really, really difficult because... Did she stay in her job? No, she ended up leaving. <sighs> no, not immediately, but after a couple of months, she was just like, I actually can't well, yeah, be because, around him anymore. Yeah, that's the thing. It's yeah. like, first of all, it's an awkward situation. And second of all, if you're a little bit heartbroken, having to see that person, sometimes oh work is your only escape when you're heartbroken. Yeah. Imagine having to go and see the person who broke your heart. No, and no then, way. Do you know what she said as well? This And this actually really got me. Instead of being super respectful and just getting back to work and, you know, like they should have, he started flirting with her colleagues in front of her. And granted, I don't... No. Yeah, like, and I don't, she says it was on purpose, obviously, because she's like... But again, he could have just been speaking to them and she probably would have felt that way. But at the same time... Yeah, but how can you not get jealous and yeah. start like watching every single thing he's doing? And questioning like, oh, are they, oh my God, they must be having sex together now. Like, do you know what I mean? 
Oh my god. Having sex together. What sort of phrase <laughs> is that? I'm supposed to be professional. <laughs> I love it. I think we can use that that phrase more. Having sex, having sex together. together. I'm just having sex together with uh, my partner. <laughs> okay, so the 67% said it worked out very badly and this is on my poll on, on the private education podcast Instagram. Lord. And that's, let me see how many votes that is. 732 for it went very badly. So that's a, that's that's 700 a solid people, you know. That's 700 people whose lives were not okay for a while yeah yikes and that's I mean there's not that many people like only what nearly 4,000 people follow on Instagram so like that's a good chunk of them which which I would imagine is reflective of 100% the general population okay mm. so the next question I asked was was it about sex or love 72% said sex 28% said love so I'm thinking the 67% that it worked out badly for they were just having the right that's, <laughs> that, that seems to be yeah what we're getting at here and those that other kind of percentage of people who it worked out well for. It was something deeper. It was something deeper and yeah. it, it well led to something deeper and there was probably forms filled out and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so and then I asked, did you like that it was a bit taboo? Because, <laughs> you know, that, that would be my take I presume on that's why most of those affairs start. Mm-hmm. So I the, the options I gave were best part or meh, whatever. So 52% said it was the best part and then 48% were like, yeah, whatever. I think that 48% are lying. I definitely think oh, it's that, higher like, than 50. I mean, if if you take if you're thinking that it's like a boss and an uh like um what do you call the person that's the, the um, infi- I want to say inferior, inferior but it's superior, superior and inferior, but I don't want to say the inferior person because uh, <laughs> that's not that's not right. But the the boss and the the person team member, the boss and the team member in that scenario, it could be super hot. Like imagine you're like some real sassy girl, like manager of a, of a group of guys or whatever and you're like I'm gonna have sex you're like that's taboo and oh and God. really hot right yeah and absolutely. vice versa as well and you're like you know watching each other leave work and then you're like meeting around the corner like yeah oh my God. There's, the, there's just so much potential for like really really hot carry on isn't there especially when you mentioned about the texting like while you're in a room full of people doing oh something imagine being at like okay so this is Joe and I both work for ourselves so this <laughs> this literally this cannot is the, this happen this is the most excitement that I've had all week yeah, because we're, the idea of working with people and having <laughs> yeah, having colleagues we're living vicariously through all these respondents on the uh, on the polls but like imagine for a second Joe like we our boardroom is our desk. We don't have colleagues to have big extensive meetings with. But imagine like you're in a boardroom and you're like in like a cute pencil skirt and your boss is like up there and you're sending them like a me- or sending them like a picture of like your suspenders or your like, you know what I mean? Like how and you're watching him open it and react. Yeah. Oh, my God. Or, or you're watching him open it and try not to react <gasps> in front of all your colleagues. Like that's juicy. Oh, my God. Joe, no wonder they we should write. We should write porn I'm or ready. like. Some fan fiction for some like work based <laughs> film. Okay. Mostly for ourselves, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the next question was Did you both keep your jobs? Thankfully, 86% said yes, but 14% said no. Well, it's a huge relief that it's the majority and it gives yeah. hope to your follower who wrote in because, I mean, if you love your job, yeah. Like, that's the last thing you want to have happen. Yeah. So that, that's a good statistic. Yeah, I like I'm that statistic. To, 86% that. people kept their jobs after, after the, the sex at work. Was either party cheating was my next question. Because I think that's important, yeah, isn't it? it really that's is. Vital. I think that changes an awful lot. It does. It changes mm. how your colleagues are going to react. Changes how public it's going to be. It changes, like, I mean, yeah, it just, it gives it a whole different aspect. So basically, 36% said they were cheating. 
Now, oh either I didn't specify, I just said either party. So it could have been that they were in a relationship or, or that the, the other, other party mm. was in a relationship. But 36%, that's I, quite a bit. It's an awful lot. And that adds a whole other murky dynamic. Like that's really unpleasant t- territory then. Yeah. But oh. at the same time, to play devil's advocate here, like, it, okay, assuming that you're unhappy in your relationship and you're in work and someone is showing you attention and that person might be your boss or might be a colleague or whatever and you start having an affair, that's pretty taboo. Like, that's a, another level of taboo and you can completely understand. Now, I don't want to, I'm not advocating for anyone cheating on anyone I really am not but what I'm saying is I can see how that happens in a workplace environment because you're spending so much time there you might see your work as an escape from your relationship maybe 100%. maybe it's you know you've been together a long time with someone and things have slowed down in the sex department or maybe you just aren't compatible anymore whatever the reason is that you're out there thinking even thinking about having a flirtation with someone in the office like can you understand? Am I the oh only God, one? Totally. Can you understand how and that would be, how that would happen? Like how, how it can escalate? 100%. And I think if you've been in a relationship for a long time, when you get attention, it is so flattering and mm. you can kind of lose the run of yourself. And also, if you're seeing someone in work, like you're seeing the shiny version of them. You're yeah. seeing them put together. They're bringing their A game. They're in great form. They're being sociable. You're not seeing them, you know, on a Thursday night with pseudocreme all over their face. Yeah. You know, like it, you're really getting a nice shiny version. So I think that's a really easy escape. Then it's like, oh, look at this perfect person. Yeah. And I think as well, I don't know. I've never I've never been in this situation. I don't know if you have. But in fact, I don't know if you'd be comfortable admitting if you have or not. But like uh, when you are in a relationship and when the person you're cheating with is also in a relationship, it keeps it very casual in a way because you both and and also it keeps it very secret in a way because neither of you are going to talk about it because you both have something to lose and neither of you are investing in this new thing because you both have partners at home do you get what I'm saying? Yeah it's almost like I haven't been in that situation thankfully but it's like Mm. the safety net yeah of 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 mutual it's almost like mutual risk 100 percent. do you know what I mean so like you have you have a partner they have a partner so you both know that this is just a dalliance yeah and this is not going to progress into a relationship and sometimes that's what people want they literally just want an escape now I like to read Marion Key's books when I need an escape but (laughs) but some people that's you know that's their outlet that's what they do like don't don't lie on a beach and read a book I'm going to have an affair with someone yeah. at work. And, and then it allows them to go back to their real life, mm-hmm. having blown off steam yeah. and feeling like, OK, I can focus on this now. Oh, my God. Absolutely. And in a way, they can almost not worry that the other person is going to catch feelings because they're, they think that they think, of course, it doesn't always work out that way. No. But they think that they're protected because the other person already has a significant other. Do you know that what I mean? That they need to go home to 100%. Yeah. So they're like, as in, they're never going to like, you know, if you're if you're a boss and you're like having sex with a colleague and they are married you're never going to be like you're, you're not going to think to yourself oh well they're going to be like clinging on to me like a mad thing because you're you assume that they're you know going to go yeah, home they at have the another end of the, investment yeah they Absolutely. have another thing on the go another thing on the go so um yeah this one was just out of interest did you ever have the ride on company time or company property <laughs> and 31 percent said yes which means 69 percent said no I like that number. I like that number too. 31% had the ride on company time or on company company property. Well, that that to me would be like a big part of the thrill as well, right? Yeah. It's like locking yourself in the cupboards 
or or like Wait, until everyone goes sweeping home. a desk off. <laughs> yeah, <Like, laughs> who doesn't want to sweep a desk? Sorry, sweeping a desk would be a very expensive endeavor these days. It sweeping off an iMac, iMac. In a second, like <laughs> an iPhone going smashing against the wall. Back in the day when it was a typewriter and a few sheaves of paper, you were grand. Not anymore. Oh my god! No desk sweeping in my office. <laughs> but again, that's like a whole other level yeah. of like stress risk. Yeah, that's intense. But that's what people like. That's what people want. I mean, I could not deal I could not deal if there, for a second I thought that anyone would find out anything I would be oh my god you're like my, like Mike is my, my boyfriend Mike is the exact same I'm always like let's do something risky <laughs> let's try the Mile High Club he's like no. no and he's such a killjoy and I'm just like obviously if he came down to it I'd probably freak too but the idea of <laughs> you just want to talk about it oh my god absolutely <laughs> and like imagine what that would be like but yeah the realities of it it takes a very specific type of personality type I think yes to be able to go through with that yes you cannot have like an ounce of anxiety in your body no and I think I have too much anxiety for for the, to to really follow through on those those sorts of things, I think in my younger days I might have been a bit more, a bit more um, <laughs> open to that sort of thing. A bit more, like when I a bit more, like not much more. But now that I'm older and I'm like, I have my senses now. Like I feel like I'm too sensible to to do that sort of carry on. But it's like anything when you get older. It's like suddenly yeah. so many things seem dangerous and reckless. Yeah. Whereas when you're in your teens <laughs> yeah. or your early twenties, you're like, yeah, why not? But yeah, the older you get, outdoors. This is gonna be great. <laughs> no one wants to no. be that person in their thirties. No. That's just weird and creepy. And also, like the logistics of having the ride outdoors, oh, like it God. just doesn't bear thinking about. There's angles. There's clothes. There's temperature there's thing. what are you gonna, like, how are you going to clean up afterwards then you need to go for a pee so you don't get a UTI and then you have to you want to make sure that you're th- like it's just there's just too much at play too much to think I mean I'm tired even even thinking about like it like it doesn't happen like no. it happens in the movies no it doesn't so I, you know, I'm, pre- I'm presuming the people who've done that are like really young it's their first job and yeah. they think this is gas like the most okay I'm going to be completely honest here the, and I'm again hoping my husband has switched off at this stage the most I've ever done in the workplace was I kissed someone in a stock room for like a couple of minutes and then I was like get away from me there's cameras but you were in that presented that totally yeah. counts yeah no it does count but like I, it was Relations. a kiss a, a kiss a short kiss in a stock room and then I got the, the heebie-jeebies and I was like no this is wrong we're being watched <laughs> <laughs> Big Brother is watching us kiss in the stock room and uh, I mean anybody who <laughs> listened to the podcast before can probably work out the stock room that I'm talking to <laughs> so please please don't sue me okay so the next one yeah that's did you ever have the ride and company property and that was the that was the last question I was and that was purely out of my own um just so interesting, my own interest yeah. yeah so interesting um but back to our lady that um is having the the issue in work and the, the actually towards the end of her message which was quite long the um the thing that she seemed to be feeling and the part that she wanted advice about was the feeling of rejection by him. So she was saying he's backing away. She's really upset. She's really hurt. What do I do here? So let's talk about rejection for a while. Totally. And it's something that's like been like, I feel like in the air this week, even like talking to my friends and mm. like rejection seems to be kind of in the air. But like for her, it's so... It's so intense because if he turns around and says, look, it was a bit of fun. I didn't think it would escalate. Now I'm worried about work. And look, it's just not there for me. Mm -hmm. Like the fun of it was the thrill. 
she's being rejected on loads of different levels. Yeah. Because she's being rejected sexually. She's being rejected uh, like as a woman, yeah. someone for a relationship. And then also when it comes to work, like what are the implications for her? Yeah. Rejection is like, it's so, so tricky. Imagine her worry about being rejected. Like imagine her worry professionally, like as in, is she going to be every time she's looked stepped over for a, a promotion or every time every time she's she doesn't get a particular advantage she's going to wor- wonder uh, yeah and now every time if she because, does yeah. her colleagues are going to say yeah oh well we all know why she got that well she was starting to she said that in a message as well that her colleagues were starting to yeah do that thing of oh well she's riding the ball so of course she gets to go to this thing or of course she gets a raise or of course she gets whatever you know which is so that is so unfortunate because yeah, unfortunate but, <laughs> but you can understand why the colleagues would, would think that way 100% but it's and even uh, if it's completely above board yeah of course you're always going to say and it's such an easy out like to just be like oh well obviously that's why but mm. it's really sad because she obviously felt close enough to them to share what was going on and now mm. they've kind of turned on her yeah I, I that that must be hard. Really, really hard. And like, I'd be worried. Excuse me, I'd be worried about her, inter and like in terms of her job and the longevity there. So if she does, say to your man, or if 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 the rejection kind of happens. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, "What the." F- are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. on a serious level and she is rejected by him and then her colleagues are no longer the close pals that she once had them as and then also she's you know so she'll be lonely in work and she'll feel like she's been you know looked over for certain things and she'll like I I know I wouldn't want to stay in a job where I felt like my colleagues hated me and my boss was someone I once had sex with and then rejected me. Imagine that like oh my god that's a lot of rejection to get over. Like work is hard enough. It is. Without (laughs) You know. And you're there every, like, five five days a week. Yeah. You're there every day. It's yeah. That's going to be really, really hard. Yeah. I can't say I'm shocked that a lot of people, or that however many, what was it, 15%, 14% left their jobs or didn't, yeah. didn't keep their jobs. Yeah. Um, that's like personal protection. It's like, yeah. just take yourself out of the situation. Yeah. So I think whatever, I mean, hopefully they'll be able to have a conversation, but whatever the outcome, I think she'll just need to make a plan going from there and... Yeah. It's just an awful lesson to learn. Yeah, it's going to be hard going. Like really if, hard. If he's if he is having just a bit of a moment where he's like, oh, I don't know about this, um, and but he actually does care about her, or he does love her, or whatever. Fine, and that might you know it might turn back around. But like, can you imagine being in a workplace where all your colleagues hate you, and your boss is has rejected you and said, I don't want to actually have sex with you or a relationship. And like you'd have to leave, wouldn't you? I think you would, because you're so heartbroken. 
and then you're having to see that person all the time and they're the person in charge of you yeah. oh my god if that was me every time he gave me a task I'd be like no yeah so like, like go fuck yourself <laughs> seriously <laughs> so how are they gonna how are they gonna get over that but look if we're gonna be super positive maybe he's just having a bit of a freak out yeah feels like he's in a position of power yeah. it wasn't a good move mm-hmm. and now he's panicked and he doesn't know what to do and if that's the case then there is like a path for them to move forward yeah. but it's going to be hard. Yeah. And, and what, what would you advise her, before you go back to talking about rejection, what would you advise her to do about the colleagues? Like, how, is she, how can she repair that relationship or can she? I think people are, like, I honestly feel like Irish people are so begrudging. And like, yeah. if it wasn't this, it'd be something else. And yeah. I think we also have a very short memory for things. Mm-hmm. So I think if it gets resolved in either way, I mean, if, if it gets resolved in that he's like, look, no more, mm-hmm. I think they'll be super sympathetic to her if she's honest with them and says, look, I had a chat with him. It's not going to go anywhere. I really regret it now. And like, I hope you guys don't see me differently. Mm. Then I, w- I would be sure that they would be like, yeah, okay, look, that's shit for her. Mm. You'd if, hope anyway. You'd hope. I mean, if not, I think you're. Th- I, I'd be the same with you. I think I'd have to go. Mm. What if you loved your job? Sorry, I'm like totally putting myself I in her know. position now. Like, that's just so like, and she, you know, at the start, can you imagine like at the start being like, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm like, he's so hot and he's my boss and I'm having the ride and it's all great. And then that that level of rejection, like it just doesn't bear thinking about. No, it really, really um, doesn't. So in in general, rejection can happen. Like when you think of rejection, you think of it in like in terms of like a breakup or a, someone telling you that they don't want to see you anymore. But like rejection can happen. Like you're in a long term relationship. Yeah. I'm in a long term relationship. Like rejection can happen on an ongoing basis in a relationship from both every parties day. every day <laughs> yeah. every day in small ways every day and that's so true isn't it like I mean I know and it's not you know it's not necessarily um, like the death knell for a relationship it doesn't mean that things are going south but there is there's like micro rejections the oh whole God, time which I find so hard to deal with yeah me too and I also <laughs> I'm find so glad you said that <laughs> I'm so glad you were like what sorry I yeah. never feel rejected in my no. relationship oh my god like literally on the daily but like yeah. as you say in such tiny ways but like I think there's one kind of re- rejection as you say when you're like on the dating scene and someone goes through whatever mm. that's a horrible rejection but there is that specific pain when you're like when you love someone and you're so intimate and you're so close and they reject you even like in a tiny way yeah a little tiny cuts, thing yeah so yeah. cut. Oh my god, it's like like t- a death by a thousand cuts. It is. It's like a li- it's like a paper cut. And I also can't do I find it really hard to do the rejecting. Like so okay. if you get like you know if Mike offers to do something and I'm like no it's okay I find that really hard cuz yeah, I'm like okay, okay I don't want to reject I'm not rejecting you. Yeah. It's just the the task yeah, of the offer. Yeah, 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 yeah. How do you deal with it? I still don't know. <laughs> I, I well advise. I can't deal with rejection and I also can't deal with being the rejector. So we're both in the same boat there. But like see the way you're saying with like dating and stuff I'm like trying to cast my mind back to when I felt rejected. And I remember God, this is this makes my skin crawl. But I was seeing someone and they were single, but they had been in a long term relationship, like maybe, I don't know, a year before. And they decided they were going to get back with the ex. And so I was just shafted, essentially. And that that rejection n- broke me in half. That's really hard. That was a whopper one. I'm trying to think, how did I recover from that? I uh, Oh, I wrote a poem. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, can wrote, you remember the I poem? wrote a violent po- I wrote like the most aggressive 
poem that you will ever read in your entire life I'm sure I probably have it on like an old email address or something but it really helped because I it, there was a lot of cursing in it and there was a lot of wishing death onto the person Ashley that's the most creative <laughs> way of channeling rejection ever sorry it's the Christ saddest it's way poem. it's the sad it, come on I love it it worked it, it, you it got was all your sad. emotion out there it, it was, was on a page did you send it to him uh, no I didn't because it was just for you. yeah because I didn't send it to anyone I think I might have read it to one very close friend and I'm pretty sure that she wanted to fling herself out of the window for embarrassment for me I think she was like absolutely mortified that the thing that I was compelled to do was <laughs> what you did home. like what is but, wrong but that, that's a really hard rejection because it was so hard yeah they've I, gone back to something yeah now luckily it worked out well for me because I realized that actually I wasn't as invested as I previously thought and that could that can be a healthy thing to really really healthy to be rejected and then for it to clarify your feelings on something do you 100%. know what I mean 100% sometimes you need that yeah. to just kind of put a bit of perspective or whatever yeah oh my god I've had so much rejection especially because I was so into dating for a while and mm. I did tinder and everything mm. and I was in New York so I did loads of dating while I was there oh yeah how was that it was so how much was New fun. York rejection <laughs> <laughs> it was uh you know what they're so straight talking there yeah that like it kind of, and I think that that's the big thing. Like, it was so clear. Like, if they didn't want to see you again, they'd tell you why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And actually, I think the one of the worst part about rejection is that sometimes, like, not knowing. Like, I think my worst ever oh my breakup. God, yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, my you're worst totally ever right. breakup, that, the one that hurt me most, was because I, I couldn't put my finger on what what was the thing like yeah. or was it a, a group of things it was all so vague that I was like I've been rejected but I don't even know what it is whereas in New York they were like yeah listen like you know you're I hate your accent or uh, I mean that didn't happen but I'm but just like, trying to but like imagine oh my god I'd you punch know? them yeah but but like then but They'd then you say, can kind of then you can kind of qualify it yeah. and be like okay well that's actually something that I'm fine about or whatever or they'll say look I don't agree with your political ideologies or whatever then you can kind of deal with it but if it's just a kind of a a general or vague one yes or a ghosting or something sorry can I just say the dream to be rejected by someone who says to me I just don't agree with your political ideologies (laughs) I don't think I've ever had a date or been dating someone where we were like let's discuss political ideologies how do you feel about like no (laughs) I love that you were in New York talking about political ideologies with New York men and they were like Actually, honey, I disagree with that. But they're also inside, like, they have such a huge pool that they can, like, yeah. that's yeah, a luxury. Actually, that's something that you were saying. I remember you saying this years ago that in New York, dating is, like, almost like a sport. And, Absolutely. And everyone is dating 12 people all the time. Like, I mean, there's a lot of people in Manhattan to, there's be, a lot of people. to get around. And if you want to try all your different flavours, yeah. like, you can try whatever you want. That's amazing. Oh, my God, it was so casual. And, like... It was such, then it was easy to bounce back from rejection Rejection, as well. Rejection, yeah. Because you're like, oh, I'll just go out again tomorrow. So I think honest rejection is, is, look, you're going to face rejection in life. I think that's a given. But honest rejection, as in if the person that's rejecting you for whatever reason is forthright and, and forthcoming with information and honest and communicates the rejection well. So I feel like for the, the lady who wrote in, like, I feel like if if the guy sits down with her and says, look, I actually, I, I like you, but I feel as though from a professional perspective, this needs to end. And what, you know, if he actually sits down and communicates that with her, then that would be easier for her. But if, if he just backs away slowly, that's not going to benefit no. anybody. And it's she'll kind, be left it's, wondering. It's, yeah, and it's kind of an oxymoron because you think, or I certainly always think, oh, like if I keep it nice and vague and soft with the person, then they'll just accept it. But actually, no, people like to be clear and to know yeah. what's going on so you're so right if he can just like lay it bare and if she can too yeah. 
they'll be they'll be fine. And what about clarity on those micro rejections that we were talking about, like in relationships? Because, I mean, you can have like even say, for instance, I don't know, say you're you're trying to entice your partner to have the right and they're like, no, not really in the humor or whatever. Or they just no, don't respond or whatever. Like that has happened to me in the past and I have been bereft for days thinking oh my god it's because they don't like my body it's because of this it's because of that and then in actual fact it was like oh no they just really wanted to watch the end of Law and Order SVU yeah do you know what I mean like <laughs> and great reason to skip the ride by the way <laughs> gotta love Olivia Benson but the, like and I, Law and Order comes to my mind because I've been watching a lot of it lately um but do you know what I mean those sorts of little rejections if you don't know the root cause of them that's what makes them hurt. Do you know? I think 100%. Whereas if someone says, oh, listen, I've been just dying to watch the end of this episode. So, like, tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I'd still be, like, be a bit hurt, but at least I'd know. But you'd know and yeah. you wouldn't be, like, making up all these stories in your mind saying, yeah. like, it's my body, it's my odour, it's my, you know, whatever. It's my odour. Yeah. <laughs> my odour. Um, yeah, I think the clarity is, like, the only thing. The only way. And so, I was looking up a thing that said that the reason that rejection hurts is because your brain reacts to it the same way it reacts to pain oh yeah well, that makes total sense yeah because like you do i like i feel as though like when you ha- when you experience rejection i get real warm and i get real like embarrassed it's almost embarrassing to have that re- those little rejections you're oh God, there is there's a shame there is a bit of a like your body your body feels the rejection like your body feels kind of it tenses up and it gets a bit like Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed right now. What like do you know? And in a in a big rejection, you obviously have your heart break coming into it. But then in a in a little rejection, like if you know, if I'm if I I'm trying to think of little rejections, they happen all the time. Oh my god, they happen all the time. Do you know, like, but like if you if you get one and you're like you go red and you feel a little bit like you do, you feel embarrassed, you do. don't you? you yeah, feel, there's shame. Mm. It's like you asked for something that wasn't wanted yeah. or you know, it like it's just someone saying no to you. Yeah, which is not nice. No, so, nice so painful. And nice I, I think, yeah, the small ones are the trickiest sometimes. Yeah. Um, so communication around it. So like if if you feel rejected on an ongoing basis, which I mean, when we're talking about micro rejections, I think certainly in my relationship, they, it's not an issue. Like as in, I, I would never be like, oh, I feel really rejected on an ongoing basis. And I think if you do, if you do, probably something wrong in totally, the relationship. Yeah, yeah, totally. So that's what I wanted to talk about, like because everyone does feel those little micro ones, and everyone does feel rejected by their partner, or by you know you can it can happen with a friend, it can happen with a colleague, you can have these rejections. And again, the thing to think about in that is like communication. If you can figure out the root cause of the mini mini um, rejection, you're you're fine. On a larger scale, if that feeling is something that you feel constantly in your relationship. What, what is the next move for there? Like, what do you do in that situation? I think you have to communicate again and say, "Listen, I'm feeling, I'm feeling rejected. Mm. I feel like you're saying no to me a lot, whether it's with sex or like coming to meet my family or yeah. hanging out with my friends. Like, and I think when you when you are in a relationship." you do kind of get into like your different routines and then maybe you are comfortable saying to the person no I just want to do this or being yeah. I, I guess at the start of a relationship you're all go to please and then as time goes on you become more relaxed and you're like oh I'll just do my own thing and mm-hmm. they'll understand yeah. but I think you need to say to someone I'm feeling really rejected because those are strong words like if you know if someone came to me and, and said I'm feeling really rejected by yeah. you lately I would be oh I'd I would be, be devastated really yeah really upset no yeah. one wants to be the reject 
E. No. And no one wants to be the rejector. Like, no. You definitely don't want your, anyone you love coming to you saying, I feel like you're just pushing me away. Yeah. That's what it feels like. It feels it like feels a push like away. Push away. Yeah. yeah. It feels like a distance. A yeah. Little. Yeah. Um, I think as well, the language that you use when you're discussing something like rejection with your partner or with with anyone, with a friend, but mostly with your partner for the purposes of this, it's it's kind of sensible to use a lot of I feel language. So true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of being like you, instead of like accusing, the, instead of being like you are rejecting me, be like I feel very rejected. You know. Yes. And I, I kind of do that in. I've trained myself to do that in all situations. I would always put the put the onus back on myself by saying. I feel quite rejected or I feel as though those words were a little bit whatever or I feel like you might be saying blah 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 because no one can question how you feel absolutely not they can they can query statements that you make so if you make a statement like if you say you have been rejected you have been mean to me you have been saying this you have been whatever they can be like well no I haven't but if you frame it that you feel a certain way that's a much easier thing it's a much to easier take. yeah yeah 100 um, percent. and i think facial facially as well like i think yeah you know if someone's saying no to you and it's a small thing like i think every you know sometimes i, I can be very hypersensitive so i think just i need to mind my, like how i react so yeah. like not to look devastated because then the person who's saying no like they it'll put them off is doing what they need to do and yeah. likewise if someone's looking at you and they're devastated because you've said no to whatever going out for a drink yeah. that's a very hard thing to come back from that'll yeah. put distance between you yeah. actually having your boundaries and doing what you need to do and what you don't so just mind your face do you ever feel right this happens to me sometimes do you ever I I if I'm in a an argument or in a in, not even an argument but like in some kind of scenario where there is like you know a bit of just, I don't know, a bit of a fight going on in my relationship or whatever. I always cry. And I don't want to cry, but my body betrays my wishes <laughs> and makes me cry. And, works. Mm. and I don't want to cry because I feel that, first of all, takes my power away, takes power away from what I'm saying, takes power Absolutely. away from the point that I want to make. And it also puts the other person on the back foot because they think, well, I can't say what I feel now because your woman is crying. Yeah. And oh I... Oh God, so true. Does that happen to you? I, I'm not too quick to cry, like, in arguments or whatever, but I definitely, I would do other things. So I get, like, very quiet. Okay. I definitely have resting bitch face. Okay. So that makes it difficult. Yeah. So... But, and, but it has the same effect yeah. because ultimately what you're saying to someone is I can't listen to you right now because I'm having my own emotional breakdown yeah, yeah, and yeah. there's a war now yeah. which, and it's really frustrating if that's not how you want to react because as you say if that stops the conversation oh then God. I and I never want to react that way <sighs> literally I have I have I have a, an internal spreadsheet going on of all the things that I want to say like I know what I want to say I know how to articulate myself I know the points I want to make I know that there is a resolution coming and I can get to it but in the meantime my body is like no you're just going to cry instead <laughs> is it a, is it like because you're upset or is it just this thing that triggers like what is it's, happening it's like um, what what really gets me it's never normally upset that makes me cry it's generally I cry out of frustration so what tends okay. to happen is if I'm having an argument with my other half or a, a heated discussion shall we say about something and I don't feel like they're getting my point 
I cry out of frustration, oh which God, yeah. absolutely shits all over me trying to make my point, as you can imagine. So I'm there trying to make a point and it's not being heard. It's not being received. And then I start to cry because I'm frustrated. I can't make my point then because I'm crying. And I always say in through my tears, I'm always like, don't just pretend I'm not crying. Just Do you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm all, because because he's always like, you know, now this don't get me wrong. This doesn't happen once a week or anything. This is rare, but it does happen. And I always feel bad then because I think he, he he's so soft and he'll see me cry and will be like, oh my God. And retreat, he'll try, retreat. Yeah. And he'll do anything that it takes to make me not cry and he'll do anything that it takes to make me feel better, which I feel bad for him then because of that, because I'm always like, no, I want you to be able to say what it is you need yes. to say. Do you know the kind of and way? So now when you're crying and you're saying, no, just ignore just, the just, just pretend I'm not crying. Does he, has he like gotten to a place where he's like, I mean, so I, it's sorry, if you were crying at me, I could not continue. Yeah, no, it's very difficult. It's very, like, I know he really, he it's you can't ignore. If you're, if the person that you love most in the world is in front of you and they're crying their eyes out, you can't just be like, please hold while I make my points. You know what I mean? You can't, you well, have I would, to. Yeah, I would love in those situations to like take a time out and like leave the yeah, room and yeah, like gather yeah. myself yeah. and then come back in yeah. composed. Because yeah. I think like if you're, if it's starting and you're in that moment. Yeah and the tears are coming or the frustration whatever it's so hard and tell me like so the way I communicate is like I feel like if people have different ways of communicating when there's when there's rejections happening and you have a fight or whatever because a rejection basically is the the root cause of all fights in relationships I would say pretty much it can always come down to some form of rejection so true you know the way each other communicate knowing the way each other communicates is really important Mm -hmm. so I know my husband does not want to talk things through immediately. If there's a if there's a fight on, as we say, he will want to rege- retreat and he'll yes. want to be like... Process. Yeah, he wants to not talk to me for a while and then later on we'll have the chats. That must be a male thing. That has to always be my experience. Because, and it's, it's certainly not my modus operandi. <laughs> I am like, talk to me now. T- yes. Tell me, say, say all of your words for the day immediately to my face. Now I need to talk to you. I need to talk this out. I need to get in there with a screwdriver and unpack all the little tiny bits of your brain. And I need to look at them all splayed out on the table. I need to know every, every feeling you've ever had. And I need to know it now. Oh my God, same. Meanwhile, they're like... <laughs> silent they're like I don't want to talk about it and you're like but just talk about and then the reject then the rejection happens because they're like I'm rejecting your need to have this conversation and then it's rejection on top of rejection and it compounds and you are left you know sad I cry I am so jealous can I just say that you do not cry in that situation yeah please teach me your ways I mean I cry in like several dozen other situations <laughs> that are like crying is uncalled for but yeah, it's not my go-to. And you see, I don't cry. In a, like, I'm not much this of a crier. This is what I'm fascinated in, with. You're yeah. not a crier. No, so but it's I, really interesting. I'm a crier when I'm frustrated. Mm. Like, I will cry when frustrated. Or when there's injustice. <gasps> yeah. Re- see, I, I cry see, I for injustice. I untapped my anger a few years ago, oh. which I hadn't uh, up until that point. Oh, tell me more. And now it's anger is the go-to. Really? Yeah, but that's, that's I mean, anger is healthy, obviously. Yeah. But that's also not a good thing. Like, if I see injustice, I am raging like the yes. road rage okay, at the moment yeah, like yeah. needs to come back 10 notches okay. so so if you're you're crying I'm like cursing but you know okay so what the, the, when I say injustice obviously I mean injustice in the world and that makes me sad but I mean injustice as in if someone say I don't know say someone says yeah but you did this and you're like I didn't do that 
and you know yes. someone someone says someone says something and you're like that's not true though that didn't actually happen that way that injustice like that that you know something that you'd have to go to court to defend and get witnesses like sometimes I say to to and this is not just to my partner this is to like many people I'm like I wish I could record our conversations because that is not what you said oh and God. that injustice Okay, that's what gets freaks you. me the shit out. Yeah, yeah, because there's nothing you can do. It's no. your word against someone else's yeah. or their belief against theirs, and they might yes. remember it differently. Oh my like, god, totally. Memory is completely like a falsehood anyway. So that's really, really hard. But you haven't gotten any better at the not crying. I presume it's no. it literally. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't control it. And, and thankfully, you're times- not fighting enough to like practice which is yeah great. no yeah we're not but yeah it's not like yeah. a, a weekly thing where I can get better at it which no, in a way I'm good. thankful for yes but it's and obviously you know there are times where um I'll be having an emotional moment I'll be crying or whatever about something and I'll I'll look at my app that I use to monitor my period and I'll go oh well yeah that makes there sense it is. yeah and I know that it's hormonal crying and I can kind of I can deal with that then because I can go, oh, you're just, you literally, your body is making you do this. Yeah. Do you ever feel oh my like gosh. your body makes you do things? But I, I have it like, it's so precise for me now. Like, I yeah, so pre- is mine. I oh pretty God. much know yeah. what mood I'm going to be in any given day of the month. Yeah, same. I can track it. It's and terrifying. You're so right. it's, it's terrifying, but it's also so freeing because yeah. when you're having a ridiculous reaction or you're feeling super, you're like, oh, it's not me. Oh my God. It's totally. whatever's going on. Yeah, I totally It's kind like of a that. get out of jail clause. I kind of love it. it. Like, get out of jail, but also get out of jail for yourself. Oh, absolutely. Like, you can go, Oh, what, like you, you can be completely confused as to why you're feeling so emotional about something and then check the date and literally be like, okay, oh. it's just that that makes me feel so much better because this seems, this feels like an irrational reaction. Yeah. Because like we're not completely transposed, like we're not completely taken out of our bodies when we're, you know, having a hormonal few days. We can still, it's almost like you're you're looking at yourself going, why are you reacting this way? Yeah. What is wrong with you? But yet you can't control it and then when you get then when you know why you're like oh it and totally, sense. yeah totally yeah. relax um so if there's ongoing feelings of rejection in, in your relationship the steps that you can take so i think it needs to be specific okay like as in when you communicate things to your partner you can't just say in general i think you need to stop rejecting me i think you need to give examples examples are so helpful and i can't think of a shagging single example right now of of, of rejection in a relationship but like and I mean the, the obvious one is sexual rejection 100% and I think if it is if it if you are experiencing any rejection in a relationship and it's sexual sexually focused communication like so sit down with your partner and be like look either this is why I'm not up for it or th- why are you not up for it why mm. like what's going on here and have that little chat but the more specific you can be the better as in don't just say, I feel like you never want to have sex with me. Be like, I felt like the last time you did this and this is what happened and this is the way I felt and can you explain to me? And it doesn't yeah, have and to be a so passion. formal. I've noticed these things and this has happened a bit. And yeah. as you say, like having specific, because I think if anyone comes to you with kind of a, a general, you're like, yeah. what? Yeah. You need yeah. to know what? when did this happen? <laughs> How many times? Like what? Yeah. yeah. The more specific, the better. Yeah. That's such good advice. And even this, this counts for friendships as well. Like, in fact, a lot of the relationship advice that uh, anybody has ever given on this podcast can apply to both sexual or like um, intimate kind of, you know, uh, yeah, like a sexual relationship or or a romantic relationship, and also a friendship, because these things happen. Like, there's so many things 
uh, so many parallels between your friendships and your sexual relationships that similar things happen in both and just because in one in one sense you're like in love with the person or you know you're sleeping with them or whatever it doesn't mean that that same thing isn't happening in, in friendships and things and it can so, happen in work as well I oh have a, yeah yeah I have a friend who was going for different promotions and just kept getting knocked back and kept getting knocked back and like it was all kind of vague and eventually she just went and said look like I feel like I'm doing all the things I'm trying everything but I keep getting knocked back and then they had a conversation and she was able to move past it yeah. but it can happen friendships work anything rejection is yeah, yeah it's the more everywhere. clarity you have the better for sure and then I think the kind of one last bit of advice for someone who's experiencing any sort of rejection would be when you do have that conversation which is advisable don't just have it once and then leave it off like have little check-ins like mm. periodically just check in with the person and just be like how are you feeling how am I feeling how are we feeling mm. you know just check in and say any because it's funny like little things can can see you know little things can creep back in do you know 100%. what I mean Did you, like it's happened yeah. to me where you'd resolve a conflict and then it'd be fine for a while but then little by little you're going oh that wasn't really you know and and all Things of like sudden, accumulate. Yeah, 100%. and all of a sudden you're back to where you were. So keep the dialogue open, like have check-ins every so often with your partner and just make sure that everyone is happy, whether that's you or whether that's them. And look, you know, I'm I'm saying this from the perspective of someone who's been rejected, but this could also be a good advice for the person who was the root cause of the rejection yeah. you know because that that is a hard role to have to play it is a hard role to and, have to play you know for this guy who who um your reader wrote in about yeah like he's probably dealing with how to handle if, if it is going to go that way how he's going to handle the rejection and that's yeah. a lot of pressure because he's yeah. the person in charge yeah so it's not an easy one and no, no. one wants to hurt someone no. even if it's a small rejection if it's a huge one nobody wants to be the bad guy nobody wants to be the person who's saying actually no yeah oh i, re- I really feel bad for that girl like, I do too. I mean, she's had her fun, which I really am quite jealous of. That that sounds fantastic, but now it's gotten it's gone it's gone bad. Like it it's gone to the stage where her job, realistically, her job is probably in like she's probably thought of the eventuality that her job might not be something she can stay in. Yeah, which is it has to be terrifying in, in this in this like climate this Terrifying. economic climate to, to be worried about whether you're going to be able to stay in your job like that's just and this time of the year is such a dangerous time because yeah. it's like party central oh my god so many work dues so many social there's so, so much potential for office romance there to kick really off is Christmas. <laughs> it's such there a dangerous is. time I would have loved to be vigilant to, yeah I'd love to have known how many people it start at like at a, a Christmas, Christmas party oh my god I'm going to put that poll up we love a poll we love a poll I'm going to put that that question up like it. what did this originate when you were hammered at your Christmas party there definitely are so many that does definitely so I uh, hope she gets it resolved before all that kicks off and yeah. I hope she lets you know yeah, I think no, I think she will because okay. we've been we've been chatting back and forth. You see, because initially there wasn't enough context for the the qu- the question, so I actually had to message her back and say, "Explain this to me," you know, in more detail, or whatever. Okay. So I think I hope when she I hope she when she listens, she gets some good advice. Yeah, and and I hope she's just kind to herself because it's yeah. a hard situation. She went it's in really with great hard. intentions. Yeah. Obviously, it was fun. Like it's taken a turn, and it's nothing that she has done. No, because I think that's important. To yeah, note. it's his reaction and the way he's taking things. Like she's and her colleagues' open. reactions. Yeah, but that's all from being open. She wasn't keeping anything secret. So no. I think she should be kind to herself and 
if it's not him, there's someone else amazing. Oh, there definitely is. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like by all accounts, this probably won't matter in like a year. Yeah. Oh my God. Perspective. So, so good. Perspective is always good to get as well. 100%. Speak to your most uh, straightforward friend and they'll give you perspective. I have a couple of friends like that who always smack me in the back of the head (laughs) with a bit of of truth. They lay some truth bombs on me. (laughs) So need that. Oh, thank you so much, Jolene. And that was fantastic this is such an honour that was honor. fantastic for me why is it an honour oh my god this is like this is like a cult thing now I cannot believe all the people who are listening are like such major fans this podcast is amazing I'm so excited to be well, here well same could be said for you with the Futurist obsessed Aww. you've the you've like top Joe has top notch guests on the Futurist she always has like I'm always like how did she get her now that's amazing so am I I'm always like wow how did I get they're ama- but like they're ama- they're so like they're leaders in their in their fields like as in their the people you want to talk about sustainability to like they're the top of their game and they're doing the best things and they're yeah um so yeah the futurist is joe's podcast if anyone wants to listen and if you want to go on and have a look at what joe's doing on gaff um gaff is the interiors um website that she founded co-founded um with caroline yes good pal friend another podcast yeah actually caroline's podcast is owning it the anxiety podcast which is another one that i love and as someone who's had kind of you know like if you listen to it and you you might not necessarily suffer with like generalized anxiety disorder or anything it's still very useful in a lot of ways like it's just good life advice it is she just Mm. caroline's just she's just good at giving advice and also her voice is very soothing as is yours i love a good soothing voice oh it's so i've discovered from um, my vast listening to podcasts uh, i do i listen to a lot because you know you kind of have to i'm not a huge fan of the australian accent or the scottish accent Really? Yeah, but I like yours. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. I'm glad I'm not an Australian no, or a Scottish I person. I tried to listen to this one called True uh, Crime. Oh, Case Files, it was called. It was a true crime podcast called Case Files, and it was a, an Australian guy. And I just. I, 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 I wow. liked the content, but I couldn't, couldn't be dealing deal with, with his accent. Couldn't so. be dealing. Fingers crossed you guys all like my accent because you hear enough of it. Oh my God. <laughs> Anyone who knows me will know I've got a thing for the North Dublin accent. Do you have an accent? Oh my God, great. Ever. I'll amp it up for you then. Please, in that case. I actually just said that at the start of it. Could you amp it all up and like give me loads? <laughs> Love I, it. You know, I, it's, it's, it's amped far enough up, I think. <laughs> See that see, see that hard A I just gave you there? Eh. Okay, it's very nasal sometimes as well. Oh, love a hard A. Anyway, thank you so much, Joe. Thank you, Cassie. Scout is over there asleep. I'm jealous. Oh, what a cutie. Um, and thanks to everybody for all of your feedback and your messages. And um, yeah, until next week, stay safe, have fun. And I'll talk to you then. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.